We get ready for spooky season. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to Confession Corner. Where the gossip is hot and the drinks, they're cold. And today is my favorite day of the entire year. It's Halloween. It's spooky day. I fucking love Ooh. Halloween. It is my favorite time of year. It's like the perfect mix of like cold but warm at the same time. It was nice today, y'all. It was fantastic today. It was like 30-some when I left to go to work this morning, and it's like currently 73. Oh, we're also recording this on 1026, so it was like 80 degrees today. Yeah, that's true. We're in the future, but in the past at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm about it. That's a lot for my very time. It's like back to the future. <laughs> but in sticking with the whole spooky October thing that we started a couple weeks ago... Um, and the fact that this gets released on Halloween, we decided to just do all kinds of spooky shit today. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. So um, I'm going to let Emily go first uh, because I briefly glanced over her story and it's kind of trippy. So I'm going to let her go first. Yeah. I got a couple of them, right? The first two are going to, I'm, I'm going to do long, short, long, just so we can, you know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, here we go. The Walking Dead. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means he didn't, he didn't slash wouldn't slash couldn't talk, but there was no medical reason as to why. He had spoken earlier in life, and the fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He'd been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19, But one night he vanished and was declared AWOL and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven foot tall man walked into the VA's emergency hospital and sorry, and part in the part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, my name is John Doe and I've been dead for 10 years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with casts. And he had been wearing the same clothes that he had been reported missing in. His social security number had not been used and had no identification on this person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess, via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said that they had already grieved their lost man that, and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded to not be contacted again. John Doe paced all day, every day moving his mouth, and it looked like talking or muttering, but no sound ever came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. Mm. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back with laughter, mimicking of his ways. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because John Doe would just grin unless they told him to stay put. Then he'd get up and start pacing again. On the last day at my job, the last thing I saw was John pacing the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later, I wonder if all along I'd been dealing with the ghost. And all these years later, I still don't know. That's some creepy shit. Thoughts. 
That's some creepy shit. Okay, first of all, okay, I understand that like you've grieved your loss. I get it. Like you've you've done your grieving, but like if I identified him for fingerprint records, like wouldn't you want to like see them? And how many people and genuinely are seven feet tall? Exactly. Like bad move, family. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but bad move. Yeah. I don't know. That's just so crazy to me. Like, where was he for 10 years? I have questions. Right. <laughs> but well, of course, the- my guy's a mute, so he ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> I know, right? Well, the fact that he's an elected mute, too, like, that that takes a lot of restraint. Like, in my, in, like, me, I don't like to talk to people, but at the same time, like, if I'm comfortable, I like to talk, right? Hmm. Or go to this podcast. I mean. Whatever. Right. <laughs> but, but it like, says sorry go ahead no so it's, I, I would think it was hard like well it says though that he was in the military and um he was in the military when 19 but one night he vanished so I guess maybe he might have been a mute because of something that happened in the military maybe like maybe or maybe he just had like a nervous breakdown and then this was just the best way like you know and uh, okay disclaimer not a mental health professional (laughs) (laughs) i'm just shooting shit okay let's all be honest here but like my thought is maybe he was like schizophrenic or something and just because of the severity of his schizophrenia the medication didn't work like that's like all i can think about you know maybe it just like was a coping mechanism but like that's to me being an elective mute is it's like a self-control thing and then you have to like think about it like not using your vocal cords for so long like you probably would be going like mute mute yeah no true because they would deteriorate but then they said he would throw his head back and laugh so like he was obviously speaking to somebody or maybe maybe not maybe it was his brain that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He, like, he was obviously, like, she would see him muttering to himself. So he's obviously talking, quote unquote, to somebody. Well, moving right? your lips and no audible sound coming out are two different things, though, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, he was, quote unquote, talking, in his, whether it was in his brain or to a person, he was talking to somebody. So that's why it makes me think, like, schizophrenia. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I just think it's weird that, like, he's like, I'm seven foot tall, and I'm going to walk into this VA hospital and be like, by the way, I've been dead for 10 years. Right. (laughs) Right. Who does that? This guy, apparently. Oh, my God. That's creepy, and I'm kind of about it. On to the next one. Okay. So this one says, um, this incident happened not to me, but to my sister. My sister and her husband had their first child a few months ago. I don't, disclaimer, I don't know when this was actually posted. um, So I don't know what a few months ago means. So there we go. My brother-in-law was working the graveyard shift at his job, and my sister stayed home taking care of my nephew. Around 2 a.m., she heard loud knocking on her back door. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. She went to go check it out and saw a lady banging on the door asking for my sister and asking my sister to let her in. The lady told my sister that her husband had just beat her down the street and was looking for her. My sister was hesitant to let her in since she had a newborn in the house but, and also didn't want to interfere. 
She told the lady the best she could do was call the police. The lady told my sister, no, don't talk, don't call the police, and to please let her in. My sister got suspicious. She went to get her phone and called 911. She went back to the door, and the lady was gone. Mm. The police arrived a few minutes later, and they told my sister that the same situation happened a few streets down. Apparently, a couple would do this act to get into people's homes. This is super common, and almost having it happen to my sister and my nephew just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Bitch, that's some real clockwork clockwork orange shit. No, that's, that's, and you know what's crazy is, like, this, this is going to be my true crime coming out. Will you give your opinions, and then I'll get fine. I mean, I'm with you. That's my, that's my, like, don't get dead. (laughs) True crime. No, because, okay, I have to cough. I apologize. (coughs) Okay. (laughs) So, well, just so you could have edited it out. But, okay, so here's my true crime coming in, right? Because, like, say you, God forbid, are a fucking victim, okay? God forbid you're a victim of something, right? What is the first thing you're going to do? You're going to try to look for a house for somebody to help you. But this is because, like, this shit, because of this shit, that's why you can't do that no more, you know? Like, God forbid I were ever to be, like, kidnapped or, like, whatever, and I got away, I'd be like, I'm going to run into the road because, like, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, this is not the 1970s. You can't just be knocking on people's doors. That's what I'm saying. No, Also. Listen, like, if you don't do that millennial crawl, <laughs> to look listen, <laughs> okay, I was at Renee's house one time, right, and Renee just moved, so I'm not, like, still 100% comfortable, and it's, like, in a different type of country than I'm used to, right, so someone knocked on her door, and I was with E, I should have grabbed a knife. Good for you. <laughs> listen, okay. <laughs> I will play. I will play. <laughs> because... Here, what I mean, what am I gonna do? You know, like. No, I feel you. Like, I, the worst part is, is like, people are that crazy though. Like they, they can cross these like these schemes, and of course, like you're playing on someone's like heartstrings. Like, oh, my husband just kicked my ass. Like, or my wife kicked my ass. You know, my partner like just beat me. And, right. Like, and so, like, I mean, I I'm with that woman. I'm sorry. I can call the police for you. You're not coming to my house. No, and that's the best thing, like, I know this is kind of seems like common sense to some people, but it's not to others. So, like, if you're listening and something like that ever happens to you, just call the police, you know? Just call the police. The door. Don't. Yeah, like, lock, yeah, lock the door, call the cops, tell them what happened. Like, that's literally all you can do. Yeah. So that one's not like spooky, spooky, like, ooh, but that's spooky, like, damn, girl. That's real spooky. That's the shit that scares me. You know what? Okay, listen, I was watching American Horror Story season one a couple years ago, and that house was haunted, and that shit's too real for me, because that shit can actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like shit that's too real. Like, you know, (laughs) right. Yeah, I listen to true crime religiously. (laughs) Right. So, don't be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Okay, those okay. are my thoughts. So, go on to your next one. The demon's room. Oh, this, y'all. Girl, 
I'm gonna pull a Josh right here for a second. Somebody called uh, Sam, Sam and Dean, not the Dean. I was literally, I was literally just about to say that. Like, this is some Sam and Dean Winchester shit, okay? Because <laughs> this is some crazy shit. Listen, Bitch, the demons the room. <laughs> Shut up. The demons room. I worked as a forensic nurse in a hospital lockup unit, probably a psych ward. We had an older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon she would call Tiberius. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit. We'd go into the room, do normal care, leave, and seconds later she'd start screaming bloody murder. We'd run into the room to find her looking like she'd been in a fight with the boxing champ. Bloody lip, black eye, markings all over her body. No one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself, and things would get moved around the room by themselves. At one point, she was in protective restraint because the doctor thought she was doing this to herself. There was no way she could have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints, but new marks would always appear on her tray slash cart. Sorry, new marks would always appear or her tray slash cart for food would be across the room. No, ma'am. The room was, I know, the room was secure, so there was no way someone else was doing this. When we asked her questions, she would say, this was Tiberius. After she was discharged, we always had trouble with that room. And if there was something going on or a rapid response, it happened in that room. Hmm. Listen, a demon Tiberius. That's a dope name. <laughs> okay, okay, and I even went a step farther. I tried to see if I could find anything, like anything on like a demon named Tiberius, because you know how in certain cultures and stuff like that, there are demons have names. I couldn't find a single thing. Mm. Not a single thing. And I like deep dive, y'all. I even went to Reddit. Like, I I couldn't find nothing. That's so wonky. Like, that, that's, like, what gives me the heebie-jeebies about, like, health facilities is, mm. like, there's just so much, like, aura and so much, like, heaviness when it comes to any yeah. health facility. That, yeah. That doesn't surprise me that, like, there would be, like, a potential spirit that would be like just attaching itself to people and you know what's crazy like I worked in a nursing home for a little while and there were definitely days where like we I would walk in and it would just feel so heavy and not just because I was at work or I was tired or like whatever but there would just be days where it felt just so depressing I guess it's very like, like weighty yeah, very heavy. I feel that. You know, you like walk into an area and you're like, ew. <laughs> right. Like doesn't feel good about. Yeah. I wonder if that's what that room felt like. Probably. Ew. Then they get some sage up in the bitch. And the fact that it wasn't just this lady, it was multiple people after she was discharged. And if you don't know what, like, hospital restraints look like, you can Google it. But there's literally no way, if you are restrained in hospital restraints, that you are 
moving your arms. Right. Like, you're, there's you're, no way. Yeah. <sighs> Ew. I just feel gross, but I love it. <laughs> it's creepy. I know. It's spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. Okay. Um, so this one's a, a little bit longer. Um, okay. But it's kind of, like, sketchy, and I'm about it. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. It says, when I was in high school, I had a lot of different experiences. My dad mm-hmm. lived in a house that was really old. Think early 1800s. There were plenty of times when I was sitting in the living room and distinctly heard cabinets opening and closing in the kitchen. It was just me and my dad that lived in the house. You could clearly see the bedroom or his bedroom door was shut and he was asleep. But I promise you, I still heard it. My dad normally worked a seven to three, but occasionally worked a evening or overnight shift. One night when he was working till about 11, I was 17 at the time. Around 8 p.m. or so, I was in my room playing Borderlands, and I thought I heard footsteps coming from the living room, which is adjacent from my bedroom. I assumed my dad got home early, and I went back to playing my game. I kept hearing these steps, so I paused the game, and I sat and listened. The footsteps were just slowly pacing back and forth between the living room and the kitchen in a steady rhythm. I laid in my bed, scared shitless i actually counted the steps it took 15 paces to the living room and 15 back to the kitchen oh god (laughs) needless to say i did not fucking sleep that night i had another situation at my mom's house about two years prior to this when out of nowhere my alarm clock would go off at midnight every night I assumed it was busted, so I got rid of it. Fast forward two years, my mom gets another brand new alarm clock from my room. Mindful, I was also 17 at the time. Suddenly, the alarm goes off at midnight. I didn't think anything of it, and I turned it off. It happened again the next night. And then my sister pointed out that the old one had had done that too. So I checked to make sure there were no alarms set, and I double and triple checked at 11.56. Sure enough, four minutes later, my alarm goes off. It freaked me out and I threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) The next night, I was at my dad's house. It was my, I'm sorry, the next night was my dad's night to have me. I had a buddy of mine over and my dad was working that night. He left for work around 2 a.m. and my friend had brought over his iPod dock to listen to music on. We did not have the clock set or anything. My friend knew nothing of the past couple nights, so I knew it wasn't him just fucking with me. About two minutes after my dad leaves, we hear an alarm clock coming from my room. I went in, and you know, if you just like plug it in without setting it and the numbers blink on and off, well, it was doing that. As soon as Shut I picked the- it up, as soon as I picked it up, the clock set itself to midnight and then turned off by itself. I'm not super religious, but fuck that paranormal shit. I'm 100% convinced this happened. I got two words for you. Uh, uh, no, ma'am. Oh, God. The, the paces, the 15 paces. Not that the, got me. That got me. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? Because sometimes you'd be so scared, and if you're in bed, you just lay there. You can't, you're frozen, bro, you know? 
it's the fact that he was just like one two no because listen after a while i'd be curious too listen listen (laughs) at least that part shit and go investigate because (laughs) oh my god that would not be me either. You know what? I'm telling you what. If I'm scared, my bitch ass is scared. I ain't moving. I ain't breathing. I ain't shitting. Actually, I probably am. But... I'm gonna pull the covers over my head. You can't see me. I can't see you. We're good. My feet are underneath. The demons can't get me. We're good. I've tucked my I've tucked my blanket under my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just dropped my microphone. <laughs> okay, listen, no, that's just creepy. That oh, in the God. alarm clock, and for him to, for it to happen not only at one parent's house, but two parents' house, you haunted, haunted. Attached to him. He, he you, walked on somebody's grave and got that's, attached to him. <laughs> You haunted, haunted. Like, <laughs> girl, find yourself some salt. You better do some religion. <laughs> I'm telling you, better, you know, pray to God. Something. Fuck that you. paranormal shit. You're not wrong. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't. Okay. This one. <sighs> Okay, this is some, like, 1980s serial killer shit. Okay, listen. I love that. The Unrest Stop. Ew. Ew, I just got shivers. A title. <gasps> a title. Okay, here we go. I was driving across the country with my mom and sister when I was 16 and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were all rested and still alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas in the bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. Been there. Done that. <laughs> there was a van full of teenagers on the road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two men standing outside, uh, standing still outside of it. When, when we got there, everything just felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops that night, and had never been afraid until now. My mom and sister went inside, and I stayed in the car, and I heard the teenagers say that they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work, and they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us, and the two men had not moved an inch. They weren't talking. They weren't on their phones. They were just standing there, still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us, ew, not ew. while moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had dark, dark eyes as pitch and empty as the night. Truly ew. empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all. Just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until the next city. The worst thing about this entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate we took, and we couldn't find on Google Maps or paper maps that we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on the stretch of road 
and only got confused looks. We we've traveled on that interstate since, and there is no rest stop. Ew! I literally have goosebumps. That's <laughs> I hate that. I hate everyone. What kind of pocket dimension bullshit is that? <laughs> Honestly, there was a glitch in the Matrix or some shit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Isn't that an awful story? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You got me for the 15 paces. You're good. <laughs> but, but at least, dude, but for them to literally just turn their heads and look at you, not moving your body, not pivoting your waist, just taking your head and slowly fucking moving it to the side to look at how fucking Ugh. creepy is that? And then for the eyes, be void of like all reflective surface. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I'm I literally, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> this is so icky, and I hate it. Josh is right. This weed is good. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, uh, Literally, I read it and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reads over, yes. <laughs> For the pod. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's lighten some things up a little bit here. After we just had that heavy, heavy nonsense um so, <laughs> <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we first launched our spooky folklore you know uh we decided we were gonna look at some different superstitions uh since mm-hmm. we were in the appalachia the last time we recorded we did appalachian folklore this time uh emily and i have found a couple of different superstitions from around the world mm-hmm. um so i want to give you a couple and then em if you have a couple pulled up we can go i do first. yep okay so, um, the first one I found interesting was never stick your chopsticks straight up and down. Uh, so in China and Japan, putting your chopsticks straight up and down in your food is a big no-no. It's considered rude and makes the utensils look like incense sticks, uh, which Ooh. are used at funerals. Sticking your chopsticks down in your bowl invites death. So make sure you are mindful on how you place them. Ooh, I didn't know that. I knew that it was considered rude, but I didn't realize, like, the full extent. So, mm. don't put your top sticks up and down in your bowl. Um, okay, here's another one. So, <laughs> this one's going to get a lot of our southern people, which is don't sleep with a fan on in your room. Can't do it. In South Korea, many will consider... Um, I'm sorry, money will not sleep in a closed room with a fan on. It is commonly believed that prolonged exposure to the running fan will cause hypothermia and asphyxiation. Mm, fake news. I've been doing it my whole life. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been sleeping with a closed door and the fan on for the last three years. I'm still alive. We good. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I heard one the other day. Um, don't ever wear somebody else's wedding ring. So like, um, like if you're like a family, like heirloom type thing, 
you should, uh, superstition says you should remove the stones and repurpose the stones, but don't yes. ever actually wear the ring because it is inviting potential um, bad luck to your marriage. Oh. oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was so, like, interesting. Hmm. Okay, and then I have um, one more. I actually have a ton, but, like, I have, I want to leave it to, like, more, one more. Um, let's see. Don't ever let your purse or your bag touch the ground. Mm-hmm. I've heard this one a lot. In Brazil, people believe if you put your purse on the ground, you'll become penniless. Yep. I just, I, I heard that one for the first time in, in the U.S. like uh, about a year ago. I'd never like thought about it, but yeah. There's a superstition about your purse. Don't put it on the ground. Mm. Always find a seat for it. Okay. You have any? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, in Europe, a lot of countries, um, you shouldn't put your shoes on the table. So, like, sometimes if you have a pair of, like, new shoes, you're taking them out, you know, you put them on the table or whatever. That's a no-no in Europe um, because it means that death could come to a loved one. Ooh. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know that. Um, another one is to hide your thumbs when passing a graveyard, which is interesting because I've always heard about lifting your feet when passing a graveyard, but you're never hiding your, your breath. It's holding your breath on a graveyard. Oh, oh, lifting your feet over a railroad. Sorry. Lifting your feet for a railroad, but holding your breath over a graveyard. But what is the explanation mm-hmm. for the thumbs? So. In Japan, it's a common practice to tuck your thumbs in when passing a graveyard to protect your parents. This is because the Japanese word for thumb loosely translates to parent finger, so it it's hiding. So hiding it protects them from death. Oh, yeah. And now we have one about Mother Russia. Okay, Russia. don't give yellow flowers to someone you love. Yellow flowers in Russia symbolize death, separation, and infidelity. So avoid these flowers like the plague if you want to make good impression on someone at a first date. Hmm. And here in the U.S., yellow flowers mean friendship. They do. Hmm. They do. Isn't that interesting? That's so weird. I love that. I know. I feel like I want to find one more good one. Let me just scroll right quick. Mm, let's see. Oh, I just dropped something. Nobody heard it though. <laughs> Don't. Uh, you, they definitely did. Don't give clocks as gifts. I've never heard that. Have you? No, I've never heard that. I mean, like, why would you give somebody a clock as a gift? But like, whatever. That okay. Literally, it says not only is it a lame gift, <laughs> yes! but ac- according to Chinese culture, these. The phrase to describe giving a clock has a similar pronunciation to the phrase of attending someone's funeral. Hmm. I guess it has to, like, do with time, right? Maybe. Hmm. All right. Well, let's end on a, um, a good one, which everybody should know, which is horseshoes are a sign of good luck. That and they are. Horseshoes are incredible lucky. If you find one with the open end pointing towards you, you will have a very good day. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, here's for uh, all the spooky sessions. Um, you know, happy Halloween. And uh, I'm still geeking over this whole 15 paces and the soulless eyes of a rest stop. I'm going to have my yeah. So I hope that keeps everybody up at night. Thank you. Uh, stay safe out there today. Make good yes. choices. Make good choices. Uh, make sure you check your candy for all the things. And if you're a parent, make sure you get your parent tax. Agree. Agree. Until next time, my friends. Um, I hope you have a spooky and safe holiday. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Confession Corner. Our cover art is by Will, and his Instagram is WJM underscore designs underscore. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Confession Corner Pod. To send in a confession or secret, you can use the link in our Instagram bio or send us an email at theconfessioncornerpod at gmail.com. Be sure to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening so we can share with others.